What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. Welcome to the show. All right, you guys, we are back from ENS Live, the very first ENS Live. And we missed you guys terribly. Yes. It was um, strange to not be here. If you're watching this and you went to ENS Live, drop it in the comments and tell us how was it. Hashtag ENS Live. Yes. Somehow Veronica Silva made it. From Canada. Or her face did. All right, you guys. Well, today's Q&A day, so we're going to get right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. All First right. question. First question from Raina Sweetheart in Indiana. What bra or sports bra do you all recommend, especially with those tanks you ladies wear? What is the purpose of said bra? Of what? To keep tatas from popping out the top or what? Yep. And that's my guess. So... The, the sports bras that we wear are by Lululemon. We are absolute Lululemon snobs. And I feel totally okay calling myself a snob because... That, I wouldn't call myself a snob. I would call myself a Lululemon snob because that's all I love to wear. Um, I would say you have an, a preference. Yes, I have a massive preference because the quality and the feeling of these things is absolutely incredible. Uh, Lululemon is like honestly double the price of everything else, but it, it's worth it. Again, it's an investment. Are you defining? I'm curious to know what the definition of a snob is. One who blat- blatantly imitates. Fallingly admires. Or vulgarly seeks association with those regarded as social superiors. One who tends to rebuff, avoid, ignore those regarded as inferior. Ooh, so it'd be like you ignore other brands because you believe they are inferior. I do. Okay, maybe she is a snob. I do. I am a Lululemon snob. Um, One who has an offensive air of superiority in matters of knowledge or taste. Yes. (laughs) Very particular. You guys, um, but you know, Reina, it really all depends with regards to the purpose of the bra. Like for us, it's about um, comfort and also looks. We care to, you know, wear clothes that, you know, just accentuate our bodies when we work out, when we work out, full transparency. However, you know, let's talk about like breast size for a second. Because both Erin and myself, like our boobs are, if you compare it to like the average woman, I would say it's smaller than average. Um, And with the way that Lululemon designed most of their sports bras, if you're what we would consider heavy chested, then there would probably be only one or two Lululemon bras that would be in alignment. Um, Otherwise... That would be in alignment. That would keep the girls in. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you may need to uh, look for sports bras that have more support. Like, 
our sports bras have enough support for the size of what we've got. Um, but you know, for anybody who is heavy chested, like you may want to go for other brands. That would be a great question to post on the page because we, there's a certain amount of understanding and experience that you have depending on the size of tatas. So if it's a question that's like, like Stephanie just said, I wish I had, I wish I could find a Lulu bra that fits my girls. So, you know, depending on where you're at and the difficulty that you have, um, might be a good, a good post for the page so that other people who are in the same situation can give you the advice that maybe they have or the things that have worked for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we only know based on our Tata's experience, um, what fits. So again, this is for anybody who has, you know, like a, a larger chest than what I would consider like a B size cup. What about that one brand shark, something shark, gym shark. I feel like they might have some gym shark. I don't know. Yeah. Post on the page. Getting strong. You guys are funny. <laughs> All right, next question is from Daniela in Northern Ireland, who's got some wicked song mashing skills. Yeah. When are we getting new designs of swag? I've seen the tops and caps you wear all the time and I need them. Also, would you guys consider making a sports bra? All the sports bra talk. <laughs> Are you guys manifesting something? I want to have an ENS sports bra to show up my six pack when I get one. You guys, okay, so to be honest, at this moment in time, there is nothing in production. Um, we will buy small amounts of certain things so that we can test stuff to see how it fits, to see how we like it before we just go and like get a whole bunch of it. But Thank you for all of the ideas that we've gotten over the past like couple weeks, actually. Um, what have the ideas what other been? ideas? Sports bras have been an idea. Um, snapbacks. The snapbacks. Um, these tank tops that we are wearing have been an idea. There's something else, too. There was something else. <gasps> I know. This is something that I thought about. The hater blockers. <laughs> Can't see you. ENS. Naysayer shades. <laughs> oh, man. But that is the answer to that question. We don't know. Yet there is no definite time. I would say by the summer, the latest, we're going to drop a, drop a little thing. Yeah. I would say within the next couple months. So start saving your pennies. Yes. Your dollars. Yeah, we could. Let's do that. Yeah. Tell them. Stacy, can you please make a poll? You guys are obviously asking for it. That means like we better do our part. So Stacy, if you could please drop, um, create a poll with, you know, like what, if we were to do a summer dropout, what would, what would you guys um, like for it to include? I mean, you guys are asking, we better deliver. We better over deliver. Great manifesting job, you guys. <laughs> Next okay. question. Lauren Lay from Grapevine, Texas. Disclaimer, I may have an answer. If I would get my ass moving with the burn zone or inner circle plan, you already have. See, you manifested that shit. 
two weeks ago. Do you think there is a value in smartwatches, Fitbit, or Garmin's, Apple Watches, etc., and knowing the value of the steps, calories, or theory of those burnt, and of course, heart rate during workout? I just noticed y'all do not currently have one, or maybe you don't assess on a continuous basis throughout the day. If you do advocate for smartwatches, is there a brand that you recommend? I currently wear a Fitbit Charge 3. Thanks, Lauren, newcomer to the inner circle. See, you manifested that shit. Great job. Do you want to answer that? Um, I'm looking for the intention. Do you think there is a value in smartwatches? Value comes down to what you need. And knowing the value of steps, calorie, and of course, heart rate during workouts, I noticed that you don't currently have one. Um, if you do advocate, is there a brand you recommend? Okay, so I don't see a reason why you want it. Like, what's the intention behind it? Okay, if you want to know the number of steps or calories burned, why is also another question, is what's the intention of needing to know that information? The reason that we don't wear them is, to us, it really doesn't matter. If you abide by the number one rule, which is eat real food, not too much, mostly plants, then if the intention is to figure out, okay, how many calories am I burning versus how many calories am I eating, you wouldn't need that watch. Um, if you want it just because you have a target of reaching a certain number of steps per day, because you want to be consistent or you want to have some kind of accountability, then any of those that you named would probably be pretty accurate. And now as far as the calories burned, I really don't know how accurate they are. Um, so you really have to take that with a grain of salt. Something that you want to be mindful of is definitely uh, what can become an obsession mm -hmm. is, you know, looking at the calories constantly and then trying to match that up with how much you're eating is I think, you know, one of the biggest intentions that people have when they get these kind of watches is I want to know how many calories I'm burning so that I can know how much I eat. And then it becomes like just a math equation all day long. And, you know, then you get obsessed and, and start paying attention to the smallest details that at the end of the day don't matter if you're, you know, following a, another set of rules or principles or um, concepts. Those are my initial thoughts. Yep. So you guys, there are three types of clients. Okay. From a wellness standpoint, there are longevity type clients. There are um, what we call body composition clients. And then there is performance clients. Honestly, you guys, 99.99% of you are um, longevity slash body comp, not performance athletes. Um, somebody who's considered a performance athlete is, you know, like if your competitions is what you um, basically make a living of, then that's what would be considered a, a, a performance client. So knowing that you guys, if, if you are in the performance bracket, definitely something like a whoop, which tracks your heart rate variance and your recovery rate, that would be an incredible tool for any of you guys who are in the weight, in the body comp longevity bracket. If there is a value, of course, there is a value to Fitbit and whatnot. Otherwise they wouldn't be around, but you know, on a personal basis, only you can define that. Okay, so for example, if you 
you know, like accountability with regards to how many steps you you walk per day, or you get um, an instant gratification of seeing how many calories you've burnt, then yes, there is a value for that. However, the reason why we don't um, wear any is because we're not seeking validation with regards to how many calories we've burned. Because we know that if we move consistently in an efficient manner, and when it comes to our nutrition, we eat real food, not too much, mostly plants, then from an energy standpoint, we are going to be balanced. Okay. And therefore, also knowing that we have an addictive mentality, it's just, it's a complete distraction and it's seeking validation. Just like the scale, stepping on a scale, wanting the number to go down. It's just like, you know, with calories, wanting the calorie to be whatever, whatever. Okay. However, we know from our habits that what we're doing is the right thing. So now take it to your life and ask yourself, knowing myself and my goals, like which of the brackets that I'm at and you are on um, weight loss slash longevity. Therefore, knowing um, your type of personality, what kind of accountability accountability are you seeking? Um, you know, what would be the the positive outcome slash negative consequences of that? Feel free to make that decision based based on you knowing yourself. <clears throat> to go off of that. The reason that we don't use them, I think simply said, is that we're focused on our actions. And when you focus on your actions, the outcome will be there. Um, so, you know, getting a watch like this, um, depending on, you know, what you use it for. Some people just use it for accountability to, you know, get a certain number of steps in or I know the Apple Watch does for like how long you stand, um, you know. I think overall number of calories burned. It, do, it does all that too, but you know, we focus on, you have actions and there's outcomes and you're not always in control of the outcome because you know, sometimes we don't know what, all the time, we don't know what we don't know, but sometimes because you don't know, um, you know, you're not going to get a, a result that you're maybe hoping for. And if you're relying on something to tell you what kind of result you should be getting by whatever action you're taking, then you're basing it off of who knows the accuracy. And so it's best to just focus on what actions am I taking? Um, so, you know, is it right or wrong to get one of these watches, that's completely up to you. It always comes back to what's the intention and is it going to serve you or is it going to wrap you up more in your mind Yeah, and make things more difficult and complicated for you? Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to the Garmin watches, like if, if you are a runner or a triathlete, you would probably benefit from a Garmin watch because it, it tracks certain things that you would, that you would want. Um, but again, like, you know, ask yourself, you know, what, what bracket am I in? What is my intention? Do I see value in it? If so, great, get it. If not, then don't. We personally don't, you know, care for that um, because we know that it would distract us more. And that's that. I think that they're fun to look at numbers, but it's also easy if you've been like a perfectionist mm -hmm. and if you've had that mindset before, then it 
it might be um, more harmful than helpful, but you know, hopefully the information that we provided will help you to make that decision. Yeah. All right, Shannon from Colorado. When do you recommend increased intensity in movement slash exercise for people managing chronic pain? Are there typical stage gates or is it individual? Imagine you both have experience with clients that deal with chronic pain conditions. Also, Erin, I know you had a back injury to recover. You recovered from since you shared that on the show. So I assume you understand daily physical pain. For context, I manage symptoms I've had since childhood, including physical pain and fatigue from chronic illness through food movement, rest and behavior modifications. Medication creates more issues for me than help. However, I make excuses and lack consistency due to those symptoms. Like all things in life, it is hard. I struggle to recognize when to push myself and when I need to rest. Therefore, fitness has been inconsistent throughout my life. I've tried so many things, I won't list them here. Although I get stronger, healthier temporarily, I seem to fall off the wagon and end up back where I started, still searching for a lifelong option to improve my quality of life. Lately, I've been listening to your show in the morning on Facebook and your old programs on YouTube. I want to thank you both as you've inspired me to recommit to conscious food choices each day without obsessing and tracking everything. Also, I began to walk 10K steps a day starting January 14th before hearing about you, but I have been much more consistent since listening. This is awesome. And the main question that I hear in this is I need to know when to recognize when to push myself, when to rest, and what is the difference between an excuse and um, and, uh, an actual reason. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of this is I think having a plan and having structure will be extremely helpful for you because I know that with an injury, if you're given a workout and your brain doesn't really know how to modify things or what else you can do instead, it's easier to just say, I'm not going to do it. And I know I've been in that position where it's like, gosh, what am I even doing? I don't have the brain power to think of like what I would substitute. So it's easy to just, you know, fall into that, like, well, I'm just not going to do it. So I think the goal would be to have, you know, some kind of structure or program that's clearly laid out for you based off of the, the things that you struggle with, things that you know you will be able to do, even in, you know, the circumstances that you're in. So that when it does come time to doing your fitness, then you know that you have a plan, you know exactly what it is that you're doing. And then there is no room for like, well, I'm just not going to do it because I don't know. That would be the thing, the first thing to, to get clear on. Um, and then, and I would say if you need help creating some kind of plan like that, we can do that, can offer that. And I think there was one more thing. Nutrition is going to play a massive role in chronic pain. So, you know, eating foods that are less inflammatory, um, taking supplements that decrease inflammation and help with joint health. The X endurance joint four, is it called joint four now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it used to be called something else. The X endurance joint four is an amazing product and the omegas mm-hmm. are great when it comes to, like when you say chronic pain, 99% of the time that's um, joint. Related. It could be neurological too, though. 
She said she's had it since childhood. I don't think True. she's fine. True. So, okay, let's talk about chronic pain real quick. And, um, you know, this really reminds me of Melanie O'Connor. And shout out to you, by the way. But, you know, when it, when it comes to chronic pain, the reality is, is that the pain's not going to go away. Okay. And, you know, when there is physiological pain, then, um, you know, it is more of a challenge to emotionally and mentally do the right things and, you know, like stay on a higher note just because, you know, like physically, spiritually, mentally, like the body is interconnected, right? So if physically you're feeling pain, then you're a lot more likely to be triggered to experience mental pain or emotional pain, which is why it is easier when you're compromised with um, chronic physical pain to, you know, like not take the harder road because you're already on a harder road. Now that doesn't make it impossible. So, you know, in order for you to continue making progress, despite of the pain that you're in, something that you, by the end of the day, nobody knows you better than you know yourself. So you need to make sure that you push yourself, you know, just enough to have effective workouts, but not in the sense that it's going to compromise your recovery. Mm -hmm. Because you are in chronic pain, um, making sure that your workouts are rebuilding you is more important than just like trashing your body and like having super duper hard workouts because you know we're we're thinking about the long-term game not the instant reward that comes off after it um so because you're the only one who knows what are your pain thresholds i would say you know use that as an example um and Something that you can do is you can write a table down, right? For seven days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and for whatever type of movement or exercise you do that day, um, make another column the next day and ask yourself, you know, like, how did I feel on a scale of one to 10? Okay, so based on that, you can now start creating trends and follow that trend and follow that path line. That way we're turning this process to become more logical rather than emotional. Because you're already experiencing pain, it does become more of an emotional process. But in order for you to find success, um, you know, you want to make sure that more often than not, the decisions that you're making are logic based and not emotion based. Because if it comes to your emotion, guess what? It's really easy to give up. Okay. And that's why we say greatness is not meant to be um, not meant to be convenient. Therefore, write that table down uh, so that you can differentiate and really see, you know, like what is aiding you to continue the habits that you know will help you without disrupting the pain. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do one more. Yes. Brandy from Missouri. Brandy Coke, Missouri. I have a large lower abdominal roll. I've been there. That makes it really difficult to do anything that requires lifting my legs up. For example, bicycle crunch, leg raises, knee taps. I do my best, but it makes it hard to breathe. What recommendations do you have 
or am I doing what I need to do? This is a great question. This is a great question. I'm excited that you're here, Brandy. I've seen, I've seen you on the show a couple of times too. Yeah. And working towards getting rid of that. So then you don't even have this question anymore. That's my goal for you. And then, you know, movement itself. Now, maybe if you can't touch your knee to your elbow in the bicycle crunches, that's not necessarily the intention. The intention is to use your core. Um, there are other things that, that are also core related that you could be doing that doesn't require as much folding, I suppose, mm -hmm. like dead bugs, mm -hmm. um, planks and things like that. So if we're talking about core specific, then you can definitely do those ones. It is going to be hard to breathe. I think no matter what for a while, and each of us has our own cardiovascular threshold as well. And depending on what position you're in, is this harder to breathe? So if, you know, the more upside down you are, the more difficult it is to breathe. Um, anybody, regardless, you know, but then the more, the more body fat we have, also the more difficult it is to breathe. So again, you know, working on, on getting rid of that makes it all easier as well. That's my initial two cents that I have. Yeah, I want to add to that. Um... So from an exercise standpoint, you know, it sounds as if these movements are too complex for you. So I would say, you know, let's modify. Dead bugs would be a great start for you to do this. However, something that was brought to my attention that I want to bring up is, you know, you writing down that it makes it hard for you to breathe. Now, here is the thing. Doing any sort of abdominal exercise, like bicycle crunch, leg raises, knee taps, like none of these are considered to be like even intense. So the fact that you are having a hard time being in what we call a supine position, not doing an intense workout, tells me that your cardiovascular health is greatly compromised, which probably means that your body fat percentage is a little bit higher. And please take this with love. Because where I'm going with this is that, yes, do dead bugs, um, because everybody should focus on improving core strength. However, that is secondary. Your primary focus needs to be on cleaning up your nutrition, because I can only imagine that if you have a hard time breathing through this exercise, then chances are is that you're probably more susceptible to sleep apnea if you don't already have sleep apnea, which is in direct correlation to heart disease. So I'm talking about like your longevity right now and your health. Doing dead bugs, that is secondary. Honestly, it's let's really focus on, you know, like what matters here, which is your life, not just your aesthetics. Um, because I can tell that, you know, just from reading this, that you are in a compromised position. So, you know, I want to ask you, like, what, what are you currently doing for your nutrition? And is it working? Like, what approaches are you following? Because for one, if you're not taking care of that, then you definitely need to. If you don't know how to take care of that, then you definitely need some help because that is the bigger thing that you're, it seems if you're not even seeing yet. And that should be your biggest focus right now because we're talking about your life here. If you have any questions or you want more help, do us a favor and please email admin at erinandsuri.com and we'd be happy to help you. But as far as your core exercise goes, start with dead bugs. 
Let's do this one and okay. call it a day. Last All one. All right, this is the last one. This is the last one. All right. We don't know your name, but you're from Kansas, Missouri. No name from Kansas, Missouri. You guys, please write your names when you ask, just because it's not about putting you on the spot. It's about connecting with you guys. Um, we're like family. What advice do you have on getting over anxiety of going to the gym alone? I get very self-conscious and I try to tell myself that everyone is at the gym for the same reason. We all start somewhere, etc., etc. But I just feel like I look clueless because I don't have a lot of lifting experience. I don't know how to operate or adjust some of the machines. And I don't know if my form is correct for some exercise. My gym is not staffed in the evening and it terrifies me to ask someone random for help. Do you want to go first? There's two things that, I'm, uh, that are on my mind. And one of them is... Immediately, I just think about the burn zone. Have you done the burn zone? Yeah. Um, if you want the burn zone, you can go to Improve You Solutions, I M P R O V E U Solutions.com forward slash burn zone, and you can get that discounted. That's an eight week bodyweight training program that you can do at your house. And we're there doing all of the movements with you, and it's exciting and entertaining. And it's like you come into our gym and we just get to do the workout together. So that is a solution for now. The next thing that would be beneficial for just your overall quality of life and to thank you, Stacy, for pasting that um, to reduce. It would be to figure out how do we reduce this level of anxiety and, you know, just from what the, how this question is worded, I could be wrong, but. My thought is that you have a fear of what other people will think of you. Um, you have a fear of like somebody uh, criticizing you or thinking negatively about you because you're not sure how to use things and that like they'll think you're dumb. That's just what it sounds like from the question. And so that would be something that's more like the root of the issue that we would want to get to to say, how do we learn how to overcome this? Because this comes up a lot in life. Because none of us think exactly the same way. We all have different preferences. We all have different thoughts about people, uh, values, and things like that. So, you know, it, it's extremely beneficial to learn how to not be so concerned with what people think about you. And there's some episodes, I believe even just last week that we did, that would be beneficial for you to go back and watch. I'm not exactly sure what they're titled, but, um, you know, it is very much about like being authentically you being okay with the fact that you're not perfect. You don't know everything. You can't expect to know everything. So, you know, just the transparency and vulnerability to say, Hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Um, and this makes me feel a little bit embarrassed because I feel like I should know how to use this machine. But if you wouldn't mind, can I ask you for help on how to use this? You know, it, You'll probably be surprised. Most people at the gym are extremely helpful. They're, they'll either say, I don't know how to use it either. And you'll be like, wow, well, that's a relief. Or they'll happily show you. I've never seen anybody at the gym ask for somebody's help and then get a negative response. Like, you should know how to use this, you idiot. You know, so most of the time that feedback is very positive. It's understandable that it's overwhelming and you have, there's anxiety. In my decade of doing like physical personal training, that was 
one of the things I heard the most, especially from women, is like, I don't want to go over to the weight section because I don't know if I'm doing things right and I don't want people to look at me and then I feel embarrassed because I'm the idiot that's not doing things right. And that is a fear of other people's perception of you. Um, and it holds so many people back from just trying and just starting. And so I think it would be like, what's the next baby step that I can take? You know, maybe you go to um, somebody, a manager or somebody at the gym and you say, hey, I'm wondering if there's somebody uh, or if there's, you know, something that you guys offer where I can have a, you know, a full tutorial of how to use each of the machines and things like that. So then maybe somebody, one of the trainers can just take you around and show you how to use things. You know, that way when you're going to use it, you don't have to question or feel like you have to stop and ask somebody else. You just kind of get taken on a tour and showed how to use everything. Um, that's something that I bet they would be happy to offer and would expect from new members. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what, what my thoughts are on that. Yeah. I'm going to respond to this just like how I coach people. But, you know, like, let's say if there is a threshold, okay, whatever, you guys can make an effort to read it. Um, let's say if this is a threshold graph, okay, at the bottom, there is comfortable, okay, in the middle, there is uncomfortable, and all the way at the top, there is extremely terrified, okay. Now, from your question, it sounds like you're extremely terrified, okay, that's like Let's say, you know, if I was to coach somebody to overcome, um, let's say some kind of like food addiction, I'm not going to just have them stop cold turkey, which means that I'm not just going to throw you into the gym. It's just like taking like a kid who doesn't know how to swim into the Pacific Ocean that's full, full of big waves and telling them, okay, go figure out how to swim on your own. You'll die. Yes. Like you, you will not, you'll not even want to do it. Okay. So what I'm thinking is what can you do? That's more within your comfort zone that will help you to get more comfortable, um, for one with learning new movements, um, for two, um, gaining more experience for three, not being alone through this. Um, and just like what Aaron said, the burn zone was created exactly for that. You guys, you do it from the comfort of your home. You don't even need any equipment yet. You learn the foundational compound movements that will help to start building a strong fitness foundation. We do the workouts with you. Okay. Except that you don't even like, we don't even see you in person. Like you see us. And we're doing it with you. Um, and a lot of the feedback that we've gotten about the burn zone is that you guys are so authentic. It feels like you're right there with me and like you're not making it up. It's not like you're trying to look pretty. It's like your hair is messy. You get all sweaty. So I would recommend just to get you slightly out of your comfort zone because you're not ready to be thrown into an ocean full of waves yet is get your hands on the burn zone. Do the whole series, you know, because... Yeah, that gives you, if you're doing five workouts a week, that literally gives you eight months, eight months worth of learning new movements, being able to watch us and do it with us in the comfort of your own home or privacy of being by yourself. 
and you'll learn some movements that are often done at the gym also. So then when it comes time to going into that environment, you feel a little bit more comfortable. I think that, you know, in the, in this continuum that you have between like comfortable and terrified, or as Sarit says, comfortable and terrified, Stacy made a comment about how she likes how you say comfortable. Um, you know, the terrified is like asking an individual gym member how to do something, right? And then a step down would be like having a tour from somebody that is there. And then a step down from that would be the burn zone series where you can be uncomfortable, but not absolutely terrified, like Sarit's saying. Yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable at the comfort of your home. Yeah. So it's one step above, but however, like you're going to be guided through the workouts and there is a rhyme and a reason. Also, let's talk about most people in the gym. You guys are like the blind leading the blind Yeah. blind. Like they don't have a rhyme, a reason or a purpose as to what they're doing. They just got a workout offline. They don't understand the purpose of it. They just saw like a Jack dude or like a Jack girl doing it. There's no explanation. In the burn zone, we explain why are you doing what you're doing. And also we talk about modifications because when it comes to programming, like in a group setting, you want to program for the best and scale for the rest. I have a question. Yeah. I'm going to take a poll right now in the comments. How many of you, when you go to the gym, actually know 100% what you're doing and why you're doing it? And I hope this is helpful because I would say... 80% of the people who go into a gym don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. They saw somebody else do something and they said, that person's fit. I guess I'll do what they're doing. Yeah. Raina. Nope. (laughs) And I've been there too. The fuck do I do with these things? You know? Oh, some guy with big biceps over there is doing that. I'm going to do that. No clue. Look at, nope, not me. Nope. Nope. That's why I stopped. Nope always a little bit lost. So our no-named friend, which I wish I had your name, um, you're not alone. So I hope you find a little bit of peace in that. But I avoid gyms. I had to ask or learn from other people. I'm a lost puppy at the gym, burn zone at home. Nope. As much as I try to be educated, I still don't know. So, you know, this is a very common thing. And... However, something that I would recommend that you do as well, and this is just by looking at the big picture of your question, you you didn't write your name, which probably means that you don't want to be put on the spot, which means that there's a lot of things that you're uncomfortable with. Look, you need the support of this community. I'll highly encourage you not to just get the burn zone, but also to lean into the community. So you learn to step outside of your um, comfort zone in a social setting. Okay. It's not as overwhelming as in person, but here's the thing, you guys, each and every person, like you guys need to learn and be okay with, you know, like being able to talk to strangers, you know, like when we're all young, our parents tell us don't talk to strangers. However, like, how are you going to be able to make a connection with somebody if you never talk to them? But of course, making a post that's not in real town, like you already did your workout or whatever, whether it's just a selfie, did my workout today, so sore, it completely sucked, but Boogie was cute. Like, you know, now you're starting to like people in the community see you and we all understand Mm -hmm. and we know where you're coming from. So like, you're only going to receive positive vibes and what that's going to do 
um, you know, from a mental standpoint is that it's going to help you build your confidence to continue to show up and to continue to lean in. And that's going to trickle down into other areas of your life because what that's going to do is that if you become more consistent with your workouts, if you become more consistent with putting yourself out there in a positive way, not just like taking photos of your ass, you guys don't really do that, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to help you to experience life more. And you need that. Yeah. And there's, you know, on this like anxiety spectrum, there is the whole like, you know, I don't even want somebody to know my name to like, oh, it's a little uncomfortable for me to have a full conversation with a stranger because I don't know what to say. And so when you're, you know, you can start so small just by making a post that has, you know, maybe you direct the post at everyone else. Like this community is amazing. You guys are awesome. Thank you for the support. That's it. You know, it doesn't have to be vulnerable. Like, oh my gosh, today during my workout, I farted when I was doing sit-ups. And how do you not fart when you do sit-ups? Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to it be definitely like that. happened to me before. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, like that. And I took a photo. I think it's on one of our, um, <laughs> on the highlights. <laughs> on one of our highlights. You guys got to watch the highlight of uh, This Is Us. I think there's a post where I was asking Siri if she was farting during her sit-ups. Anyways, um, but it's you know, so it much can, better to, it can, to fart during sit-ups when you're at home versus the gym. I think we can all agree on that. Okay, that so hold, take, on, hold on, hold on. So the other side of that is if you're in person, then it can be simply walking past a stranger and making eye contact, you know, just to take the next step forward or smiling. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to say any words to exchange energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now can talk about farts or whatever you're going to talk about. Oh, I was going to say, well, at least if you do a sit up and you happen to fart during it, better you do it at home than at the gym. <laughs> Cause that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I've done that one. <laughs> uh, we're I've all, peed we're while all humans. Roping. I've peed while jumping. I keep on peeing while I'm <laughs> talking to people. It's fine. <laughs> I can only imagine what's going to be after we have kids. I'm just, I'm just going to like have a, a bucket under my desk. No big deal. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today. Any housekeeping stuff? Whatever Sandy called about yesterday. Oh, yes. Yes. You guys, when, when are the dates? Can you look up the dates? So um, we've been invited to speak at the X Endurance Summit that is coming up this June. June 12th. 12th. But it's like a weekend thing. Is it so the, oh, yeah, the actual event is just, I mean, the, the main thing is one day, June oh, no. 12th. No, 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 no. It's, it's, June, it's June 12th, but the oh. summit is June 12th. Okay. You have, there are other it's options okay. that you can sign up for and engage in on the 11th and the 13th. So you could make it an entire weekend thing. Um, if you've been wanting a vacation, you want to go to Arizona uh, and be warm. Cause I know many of you are in cold ass states. Um, or places. So, you know, if you can make it to Arizona and you want to be at the X Endurance Summit, if you guys are a part of Team XND, um, definitely something I would recommend that you go to anyways, uh, whether we're speaking or not, but also just another opportunity for us to engage with you guys, which is amazing in person. So this is the main day is Saturday, June 12th. Um, there are other things they're offering like she moves, um, is doing an event the day before, which is Friday, the 11th. 
then the summit is the 12th. And then on June 13th, they're also having a Team XND leadership training. So if you want to attend these, we just wanted to send you guys a, a verbal and non-formal invite. This is in Scottsdale, Arizona, June 12th. Yeah. Um, and the tickets are relatively inexpensive. Yeah, they're really cute. And if you guys saw um, the interview that we did with Sarah Barker, she also, I believe, is a speaker. Yeah, she is. With Emily. Um, who else? Can we go up? Who else might they know? Wait, 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 wait. You're going... They don't know him. They don't know him. No. I don't think okay. I think that's the person that you guys have actually seen who's also a speaker. But there are doctors. There are other people who have been extremely successful in the network marketing space who are also going to be speaking. There are some other Team XND leaders who have been really successful in this that will be speaking. And a, few a, mental, a mental performance coach. Um, a few doctors as well that are going to be talking about the efficacy of the products. Um, so yeah, June 12th. And where do they go? Xendurance.com forward slash pages forward this slash. Is a, let's just drop the link. That's yeah. complicated. Uh, we'll, we'll drop the link. And if you guys want to go, that'll be awesome to see you and, and have the ENS army make a presence. I, I, I want to share, to share with you guys our goal. Our goal is to have the raddest, biggest, loudest group with us. We want you guys to join us. We know that we're going to be having a blast. I know um, that Stacy's grabbing the link. Right and now. and and we hope and we hope that you know you you come up. Yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be a beautiful weekend. It's gonna be really fun. We went to the very first. Um, where there's like 50 people. Yeah, barely that. And they've grown a lot since you guys. Um, for anybody who's a Team XND member, you'll definitely want to be there because there's going to be a lot of personal development stuff. Um, for anybody who's considering becoming a Team XND member, you should definitely come. Um, or for anybody who just loves the products, come. Yep, I want to have the most rambunctious, disturbing, in a good way. Yes. Um, obnoxiously loud and exciting and excited group of people there. And where we can, ENS Army, what? I don't know. I'm imagining things in my mind. Anyways, Stacy, I knew it. I knew you were going to be on it. Stacy just dropped the link. That would be so exciting for you guys to come. Um, it's going to be a great summit. It's going to be a great summit. It's going to be a great summit. And we hope to see you there. And this is history in the making. So, yes. yep. That's it. Um, thank you guys for showing up. Hopefully the answers to your questions were helpful for everybody who's watching and who will watch later. If you are on YouTube, this is very important. Before you leave this video, I'm going to need you to subscribe. Bing! Is it in this corner or this corner or somewhere down here? I'm not sure. But what that does is it helps more people to see these videos who are interested in topics like this. So hit that subscribe button. If you guys are on Facebook watching this live, it is always a pleasure to have you guys here communicating with us in mostly real time, a little bit delayed. Um, but as always, if this episode gave you value, we do these for free. The only thing that we ask you pay is to share. 
Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yep. So thank you guys for everything. We love you. And we'll see you tomorrow for whatever Wednesday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit. <laughs>